Chapter 13 Yeah, I know what it is. My mind went back to a seedy club in Okinawa in the 70s. I'd been deployed there briefly while in the Air Force. The Japanese girl was tiny. Her hair was in pigtails. A white cloth was stuffed in her mouth and tied behind her head. She was hanging upside down, suspended like a piece of meat in a butcher's window, her pigtails flopping toward the stage floor, orange-flowered silk covering her discreetly. Ropes wrapped around her thighs and body in intricate, even artistic patterns, holding her arms behind her, pain mixed with pleasure in her face. As I sat among tables of horny servicemen, a man, her master, explained to the audience that the practice, an Asian bondage form, went back centuries. It was really about communication and empathy, understanding a partner's needs. Her master pulled sharply on one of the ropes, and the woman spasmed in ecstasy, or agony. I couldn't tell which. The second show featured another young woman tied on a rod, hung from the ceiling. The master tied her arms and legs, again, artistically, as the rod slowly raised above the stage until the woman looked like a fish caught in an ornate net. The master tightened a rope around her neck until she fainted. I stared as she came back to consciousness a few seconds later and like the previous young woman, was brought to orgasm. Maybe I was just a small-town Ohio boy. Maybe it was my Catholic upbringing. Maybe, for all my tomcatting, I was really a prude at heart. I just remember thinking at the time, for me, Kenbaku was the door into a darkness I didn't want to open. I got up and left the club, and never went back. Was Anna Maria involved in Kenbaku? Is that what she did? She tied men up for their sexual gratification, get paid big time for it. Was she into being tied up? Most of what I knew about Kimbaku involved men tying up women or women tying up women. Did it somehow appeal to her sense of theater, like some kind of sexual performance art? If that was true, who was her partner? I shook my head. I couldn't see it. Or I didn't want to. Why do you ask? I found all these books on it. I also found a couple bins of really weird clothing. Ropes, all different sizes and lengths, thicknesses. That was one of Kimbaku's signature characteristics. Yeah, Anna Maria was into something kinky. Was it kinky enough to get her killed? Can you bring it over to my place? Like now? Within a few minutes, Carlotta was hauling the gray plastic bins into my living room. Where did you find these? I lifted a pair of leather pants from the bin. They were black and laced up the sides from the ankle to the hips. Jesus, God. In a storage locker down in the industrial area. She showed me a pair of tall black boots. They had platform soles and heels at least five inches tall, like a stripper would wear. They would have come up to Anna Maria's thighs. There were other pairs, too, in different colors, but all with the large platform soles and spike heels. We continued to pull items from the bins. 
Corsets in black or red leather and lace. Latex clothing, fishnet hose, long leather gloves. There were more ropes, a small riding crop, and whips with small sharp tips I couldn't help wincing at. I never saw Anna Maria in anything except the most tasteful clothing, elegant even. I took her refusal to have sex with me as a part of that classiness, unlike a lot of the women I'd met online. Even though she'd told me no, I figured that was just a step along the way in our relationship, that we'd get there eventually. I know, I'm a pig. The same industrial park where her accountant is located? The same place I followed the mare to just a couple nights ago. I don't know if Fawcettville has any other industrial parks, Fitz. Right, sure. Things were coming together in a way I didn't like. Is the storage locker in her name? No, it's mine. She asked me to store these bins a couple years ago, so I said yes and I gave her a key. I never thought of it again until... She couldn't finish her sentence. After a few seconds, she continued. I was just going through it, along with the rest of Anna Maria's stuff. Do the police know about it? Of course not. Fitz, I don't want people to know my sister was involved in that. Carlotta lifted a neon pink wig. Well, did you think that it could lead to her killer? If you don't want anyone to know what your sister did, don't you think someone else would kill her to keep their secret too? She was silent. I'll call Detective Barnes then. This nauseates me, Fitz. It just makes me sick. Yeah, wait until I talk with your husband. Will that information end up in the paper, though? I don't want anyone knowing that about Anna Maria. While the case is under investigation, nothing will get said. But if they charge someone with her murder, it could come out in the press. It'll definitely come out in court if it's relevant. Carlotta pulled out a couple Kimbaku books and flipped through the pages. This is disgusting, Fitz. I'm going to throw up. I can't believe my sister would do something like this. I don't blame you, but we never know what kind of secrets people hold. You are going to call Barnes, right? I will. If I find anything else, I'll let you know. She threw everything back in the bins and snapped the lids back on. Take those with you when you go to see Barnes. Okay. Why didn't I believe her? I didn't say anything more as I helped her carry the bins to her car. As I shut Carlotta's car door, a text from Mary Margaret popped up on my cell phone. Mia Zetkowski says Pete has a city council meeting tonight. She says he claims he's going to have a beer with his friends afterwards. Yeah, the kind of friends who removed my battery cables and left threatening notes. My thumbs danced across the screen. I'll be there. Can you watch the kid again? I waited for her words to flash back. I can't. Mom asked me to come over and help refinish her kitchen chairs. God damn it. What should I do? Leave him here by himself? Ask my sister Katie if she can stay with him. Before I could reply, my cell phone buzzed. It was Mistress Delaney. Hello, John. The voice was voluptuous. Familiar. Where had I heard that voice before? What can I do for you? I got your number from my friend, Steve. That's breaking one of my cardinal rules. This number is not to be shared. He'll have to be punished for that. Oh? I tried to sound turned on. That's between my client and me. I like the sound of your voice. 
so I'll let it pass this time. What can I do for you, John? Do you know Kinbaku? Ah. That is a very specific request, John. One I don't hear very often. I knew of someone who was quite masterful with Kambaku ropes, but unfortunately she has moved on. I'm sure I can meet your needs, though, John, and if I can't, there is a, shall we say, a community of people who just might. My stomach sank. This was the connection. This was how Anna Maria financed her annual trips abroad. The journal was her client list, and the clothing Carlotta found was what she wore during her encounters. But why? What drove her into this life? The Anna Maria I knew was a social worker, a pillar of the community who worked with troubled children, not a mistress who serviced men's dark desires. I knew social workers didn't make a bunch of money, but this didn't seem to be a logical way for a woman who spoke three languages to pick up extra cash. No wonder she kept her second job a secret from her sisters. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch for her to expose her brother-in-law, Joe Pecorini, or for him to kill her to keep his secret life secret. But she said she was being threatened by someone powerful. Joe Pecorini was in sales. Does that interest you, John? Yes, very much. Hmm. Before I issue you an invitation, we do have a few requirements. I need three references and the phone number of your employer, plus a credit card. I didn't have to act stunned. Seriously? Let's just call it a safety measure, for my sake. How do I know you won't blackmail me? I don't want my boss or my wife to know any of this. That information ensures a lot of things, John. It ensures that I stay safe and secret. I don't charge your credit card unless you authorize it, unless, of course, there are, shall we say, any damages. I accept cash, John. Cash ensures a lot of anonymity. What about the references? I can't have folks I work with know what I do off hours. What do you do, John? I'm a teacher. Is that right? Yeah, in Millersburg, at the high school. I'm also the football coach. Ah. She didn't sound like she believed it. But then how honest did she really expect her clients to be? So, are you ready to make a date? I need to think about this. A lot of my first-time clients often take time to consider their options. When you're ready, by all means, get back in touch. A click. It was over. Downstairs, I heard the channel change on the television. Marco must be awake. He'd stayed with Anna Maria on occasion. Did he ever see her go out on one of these dates? It might be the perfect time while he was sick to ask him. I wandered downstairs. He was still laying on the couch. The soda and crackers had been sampled. One scrawny arm was tucked behind his screaming yellow hair as he pointed the remote at the television, scrolling through the stations. Hey kid, how you feeling? He groaned in response as he kept clicking through the channels. He settled on a sports channel airing a rerun of a Cavaliers game. I need to ask you something. About Anna Maria. Ippo? Yeah? I need to ask you about when you stayed with her. I told you I wasn't there when she was killed. I was at my mom's. I'm not asking about that. I'm asking about other times you stayed with her. Did she ever go out at night? He shrugged. Yeah, sometimes. Do you remember what she was wearing? 
He looked at me strangely. No? Did she ever wear a wig? It was a weird color, like neon pink. He raised up on his elbow and stared at me. No. How long was she gone? Did she tell you where she was going? It was a couple hours, maybe a couple times a week. She always took a little rolling suitcase with her, said it was files from the kids she worked with. A suitcase? Yeah, like a briefcase. Carlotta said Anna Maria often took phone calls from blocked phone numbers from the police or Department of Child Services to help place endangered or at-risk children in emergency foster care. But what if it was something else? Did Fosterville really have that many kids in trouble? What if those were the dates? I looked at my watch. I had half an hour to meet Pecorini at the truck stop. Listen, I've got to meet someone on a case. Can I trust you to stay here by yourself for an hour or so? You think it'll be okay? His attention turned back to the game. Sure. When I get back, we'll get dinner. Then I'll have to go out again. Whatever. I patted him on the shoulder. If you start throwing up again, call me. He shrugged and flopped back against the couch pillows. I'll be fine. Joe Pecorini wasn't hard to pick out of a crowd. Surrounded by truckers with headsets and ball caps, pungent from the road, he was the only guy in a suit. A long gray wool overcoat and red scarf hung over the chair beside him. Leather gloves on the table. Tall and trim and Nordic blonde, his eyes kept scanning the horizon nervously and spinning his pen on the table. I watched him for a minute before sliding into the seat across from him. Hello, Joe. Who are you and how did you find me? My name isn't important. What's important is that your name showed up on a sex club client list. How did you find that list? Who said I was the one who found it? I'm just the one who's asking you about it. His shoulders sank. So, you want to tell me why your name was on that list? He puffed his cheeks out as he exhaled. Okay, I'm a member. Where did you meet these women? Various places. Hotels. Sometimes at the club itself. Where's the club? I can't tell you the address off the top of my head. It's at the edge of town. There's a body shop close to it. Members have keys. What kind of services did you pay for? Some fantasy stuff. You know, leather, ropes. Pervert stuff. Listen, it was two consenting adults. Your wife would love to hear you say that, I'm sure. Especially when your fantasy partner was her sister, among other women. His face flushed beet red. You know? Yeah, I know. The list was found at Anna Maria's house. The police missed it. She had to know who you were before you ever met. It's my understanding these services require a credit card and a background check beforehand. When did you realize it was Anna Maria? I suspected it as soon as she walked in the room. And you decided to go through with it? I I thought I was mistaken. She had a neon wig and a mask on. When were you sure? I have a credit card in another name. One of those deals that came in the mail but had my name badly misspelled. It, it comes to my office. I just used that. One of the charges didn't go through about two months ago. She showed up at my office, pissed as hell, said she was going to tell Carlotta. 
So when this charge doesn't go through and she shows up at your office demanding payment, you started calling her, threatening her, intimidating her to make sure that she didn't tell her sister. No, I paid her what I owed her in cash and stopped using her. We agreed that it would stay between us, but I had to promise to pay for the next damn summer trip they all had to take together, whatever they wanted to do, wherever, it was all on me. You expect me to believe that shit? Yes, Jesus, I've got a kid in college and a kid with cerebral palsy and a proclivity for screwing around, which seems to me was much more important to you. You started calling her and threatening her, didn't you? No, I didn't. You called her over and over, and when she promised to tell Carlotta everything, you came to her house Friday night and you shot her. No. On Friday, I was home in Youngstown with Carlotta. Before that, I was on a plane. I was in Boston all week. That's what I told the cops. It's just a couple hours to drive here and back after she goes to bed. Don't bullshit me, Joe. You drove down here, you argued with her, and when she threatened to tell Carlotta, you shot her and drove back to Youngstown before your family woke up. No. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I couldn't. Please. Carlotta wants to make this a bigger deal than it is. Personally, I can't think of any bigger deal than murder, Joe. I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm just saying she has a tendency to blow things out of proportion, you know? She's so worried about what people think, about how we're perceived. We, we don't even live in Fawcettville anymore but she's so damn worried about how it will look. My wife even hired some private dick to look into all this stuff. She thinks there's a conspiracy behind everything. This time she's right. Anna Maria was into some pretty kinky shit, but Carlotta can't find about what it is, or what it was, or, or that I ever took part in it. I know it looks bad, but I promise you, I didn't kill her. Whoever you are, I can't tell my wife I knew anything about it. I pulled a card from my pocket and slid it across the table. I'm the Detective Joe. My name is Niccolo Fitzhugh, and I don't make promises like that.